Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. There's so many, there's more things I want to ask you about that, but you said something very interesting before. So I'm going to oh, go back and chase that squirrel. You said that you don't follow other floral or wedding designers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Why not? Because I think that this industry is, is so Instagram heavy. Like any of my clients in the industry, I'm like, Instagram. They're like, should I do LinkedIn? I'm like, no, you should not do LinkedIn. Okay. Right. I'm LinkedIn, um, ninja. Ninja. Um, I take a buzz word. I'm authentically LinkedIn ninja. Yes. Buzz, buzz. In there for fun. Um, and, and I would say, you know, I don't know, 99.9% of them follow primarily other floral and wedding designers. And so that's a real anomaly. And I'm sure there's a very good reason that other people can learn from. Why do you do that? I think it's just a big mistake. I think that, like I said earlier, you've got to do you and you can't build something if you're looking left and right all the time. You've got to keep your head down. You've got to work on your own thing because it's not going to grow. You're never going to move the needle in your business if you are constantly trying to emulate what other people are doing. And it's easy It's easy if you're following somebody and you're just like, you know, I mean, let's be honest, like going to the bathroom and you're on your phone and then you see a competitor and they did a floral pop-up. You're like, oh no, I need to do a floral pop-up, which is a natural human reaction. It's so a natural human reaction. Because then you feel like you need to throw up. You're like, great, I'm already here. Right, I'm already here. Yeah, like, Sorry. So I so probably awesome. could have come up with a better example. But yeah, what I'm saying is like- Relatable. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's pretty much where everyone does these things. You're not in a headspace. Sometimes we're in a headspace where we're like, we can look at Instagram objectively. But sometimes you're just like- scrolling mindlessly and that's when it hits you that's when yeah that's when it bites you and you're like oh no I'm not there or here's the other thing vendors might you might have asked somebody to do a styled shoot with you right and then this vendor that you asked to do that with they are doing a wedding a, a huge wedding and you weren't asked to be part of the wedding and then you just get your feelings hurt and it's like you don't know the situation with that the bride could have been like, I'm picking every vendor. I don't want any referrals. I don't want any, like it's no one's fault. But then we carry around this like, why didn't that? It's just, it doesn't do anybody any good. It just takes you off track. And so also then you can have more original ideas and then you're not worried like, oh, everybody, literally every single wedding vendor in my area, my county, my town, whatever, does this bridal fair. I'm the only one who doesn't. And I'm okay with that because I know it doesn't make me any money. And I'm kind of like, why are y'all doing that? Because they're just taking your money. But I don't, I don't need to, you know, I don't need to see them all there. I don't need to doubt that decision because it is the best decision for me and my business. And honestly, I think if you were to look at a spreadsheet of data, it, it proves it. Like it proves if you don't look at what everyone else is doing, you are going to succeed and much faster. I mean, to scale from bankruptcy to six figures in two years, and then six figures to seven year to, to seven figures in two more years, bankruptcy to seven figures in four years, 
you don't do that looking around. You do that with your, with your head down. I love that. I love that. That is so, so valuable. I feel like everyone should take like a moment of silence and just absorb. It's 100% <laughs> true. I happen to not follow um, almost anyone, but I'm also I'm a little bit of an intellectual snob. <laughs> There's not that many people that I, I listen to, but I do. There are a few. There are a few people that I'm like a total fangirl of. Few. Yes. Uh, and I think that's the other thing. If there's someone that when you follow them, you feel zero competition with and they bring you joy, like it bring like there's there's no jealousy or anything, then by all means. But if there's I don't I don't follow other educators either, except one who genuinely I'm like, this girl just encourages me. Like I like this, you know, but you don't need to you need know thyself. Know thyself. That's all. Hundred percent. Like I remember, this is years ago already. Uh, how many years? I would say probably like seven years ago. Um, and there was a magazine, like a, a, a local community magazine, and all the other like business consultants, marketing people. They were all like writing articles and getting featured. And uh, I totally knew more than them. Like I'm not trying to be mean, but like I just my background. Like I totally like I would read the stuff they were writing. I'd be like, okay, that's right, but that's totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's just wrong. Um, like, why are you advising people that? And I would get so mad about it. And I would have that feeling in my heart of like, why am I not there? Why am I not there? Until I got to the point where I just, I canceled my subscription. I'm like, I'm not, I'm done. I'm not looking at this. And then of course, like I got featured in that magazine a whole bunch of times and I'm like, eh, I don't even look at it. Someone else has to tell me what I'm in. Because <laughs> I stopped subscribing. And you're like, oh, I saw you that. I'm like, oh yeah, that went live. Okay, cool. Can you send me a picture? I haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that... And, and I, I would agree with you so much. The only way you ever get in it is if you stop looking at it going, why am I not there? Because right. all the time that you're looking, you're putting that negativity out there. You're almost making a wall, blocking yourself from getting it. Because you want it, but you're, you're so mad about not having it, you're, you're essentially pushing it away. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're 100% right. So I, I hold to that advice so much. Um, I, I feel like, you know, maybe no one's going to listen to us at all, but at least I'll have heard. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking of like my clients who are like, you know, massive Instagrammers. And I'm thinking like if I put one of them on the phone and I said, listen, honey, whether like their floor is following floors or organizer following organizers, like they all, like one of my clients is a personal organizer. She's amazing. And it, I still remember like one day she gave me like this whole shout out on Instagram. And that day I got like, you know, I don't know, 75 new followers who are all organizers. Yes. <laughs> like, Funny. That's her people. That's yes. People. I love it. <laughs> um, and so I feel like if I were to pick up the phone and tell any of my clients who are like in an industry and everyone in their industry follows them and they follow in their industry and be like, listen, I want you to unfollow every single person in your industry that you're following. They would, they would just look at me and be like, SD, I love you. I listen to like so much of what you say, but no. <laughs> yeah. Most people are very scared to do that. And they're they scared of like hurting feelings and all this. And I'm like, whatever, like just unfollow. And I always say, I can never follow more than 200 people. There has to be a one in front. And if I, creep up. I got to unfollow people. And it isn't personal. It's just protecting my own headspace and stuff. So it's oh, very, it's actually really important. Instagram at all much. I, I really should get in there more. I like, I go in, I, I like to say I'm much more of a giver on social media than a receiver. Like mm -hmm. I go in, I share, I post, um, I don't really do much else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I share and, and I, and I read all the feedback. 
I do mm-hmm. read all the feedback. Yeah. Um, I did have, at some point, I had someone else on the team doing some of the following. So we ended up following like a billion ridiculous people and they haven't been unfollowed yet. Perhaps by the time yes. years, they will be. So I don't ever look at my feed because I don't follow anyone that I'm interested in at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I do. I do. I definitely follow people I'm interested in. It's just that I, I love you all. <laughs> You don't have to. You don't have to love everyone. <laughs> the podcast. I do see some of it. I do see some of it, and uh, and I think that's something else that that you know black box. But having someone else ghost your social media, mm-hmm. all of my social media is a blend of me and someone else. I don't have enough hours in my day. Right. I do think that Instagram is an incredible tool to get people to your website. I think all the social media platforms are. I mean, it's been proven with um with our our latest course it's called the power of pinning you can go to the power of pinning.com if you want to learn more about it but is it pinterest yes the power of pinning power of pinning.com but it is we learned we have a spreadsheet that shows because of course we ask everybody because we track the data how they found us and it is just all over the board it's like newsletter instagram facebook pinterest podcast it just is all over the board and so i do think but ultimately, they go to the website and that's where they buy the course or that's where they buy your product that you're selling or your service that you're selling. Like at the end of, the, at the end of it all, they are going to go to your website. And so I do think that these platforms are incredible marketing tools, but we can't look at them. We don't own any of those. We own our website. I, I own my website. And so sure, I can use these tools to get people to it, but the website is the most important thing. It's the thing that we put the, the majority of our energy into is into that, not the other things. Totally. I always say social media is the party. Your website's your house or your store. Like that's yeah. your property. Social media is a party. You go out there. You don't run the party. You don't manage the party. If the lights got like Facebook went out a little while ago for a day. Yeah, people freaked and out. Everyone freaked out. Guys, like all that happened is you were at a party and someone forgot to pay the electric bill or something. And the but it's okay. Talk to anybody. It's okay. It's never your party. You go, you go home early. Exactly. Fine. Every day. Good. Yeah. So you're a little disappointed. It's okay. Totally. totally Stop by the liquor store on your way home. You're, you're going to be fine. <laughs> People build their entire business on it. And I know I, I feel like I might get some complaints on this, but guys, this is just out of place of love. We want to help you. Um, so I want to challenge you on, on something here. Um, and, and I'm open to whatever answer you throw back at me. Okay, here we go. Uh-oh. You're like, oh no, more things. So one of the things that I teach in my marketing magic course, and I tell people, like, they always say, why is this different than anything else? And I explain it. Of what's out there, in the, for sure in the, in the micro business and small business industry, in marketing, for sure, there are three things. There are the morons, right? They sound too good to be true. They are. Discount them. Um, then there are the industry experts, right? Which is the category I put you in. They found something. They did it. They were successful. They're going to show you how to do it. And... Uh, and again, no insult intended, but part of what I say to people is this works really amazing for some people and not for others because you have to be able to mimic their strengths, their abilities, their situation, their access, and, and you have to be able to mimic the model that they built. And then there are genius tacticians who know Facebook ads, email marketing, messaging, <laughs> Instagram, um, and you know, how do you know if that's your tool? So in my course, we do all of marketing strategy. It covers A to Z, everything from branding and sales and the whole thing. And then go ahead and choose which tactic you want to follow or what industry you want to learn more about. So I'm going to challenge you to, to tell me 
what I say about industry experts. How do you make sure that the people that go through your programs, if they don't have the same situation, same ability, same access, same everything, that they can benefit? Because what I've seen from people who, who come to my program after having failed at other ones, usually that's the downfall. And there's amazing testimonials. And I'm like, yeah, because those people had the basic same set of circumstances and abilities as the person who made that course. So they were right. And the rest of the people just fell bottom under. Right. Here's the thing about sales. If there's one thing that I know, it's sales. And sales is three parts. Sales is the sales pitch. Sales is the actual sale. And most importantly, it's the follow-up. It's the, it's the service. And what we do really well is they have access to us. We have a link where they can you know, put questions in. Those go to me and my team. We do get back with them. We follow up with them to make sure, are you getting through this module okay? What do you need help with? Like we genuinely, we don't want anyone to spend because the course is, BBB is like my flagship course, Business Behind the Blooms. But- Oh, that's such a cool name. Thank you. You can it. go to the businessbehindtheblooms.com to find out more about that one. But love it that. is the kind of our flagship course, right? And it was always so important to me because- that one course that I bought in the very beginning that was a flower course, but it was a, it was a design, like how do you make a bouquet kind of course. I had one question, one question. And I emailed, I wrote um, a letter. I bought a gift and mailed it, like thinking like this person will get back to me. And they never did. And I realized they don't really care about educating me that I was a number, a sale. And I genuinely don't feel that way. I, I want people to have their lives changed. I want people because I know what it's like to walk home at 10 p.m. and you haven't seen your family all day. And I know what it's like to then go straight to bed and cry yourself to sleep because you don't know how you're going to pay the electric bill the next day. I know what it's like to then the next day be doing a little article in the local paper pretending that you're successful and being a complete fraud. Like I know all those things. And so I'm, I know that feeling. And then I know after just a couple short years, the feeling that I have now and how different that is and how freeing that is. And I want people to have that. So our service side is really good. And I'm so grateful for that. And the other thing is the feedback that I get back from our courses is, more than anything, they say that that course gave them confidence. I don't speak to them. Like I say, I, I, I just tell them what I do. Like I just share with them what I do. And they are able to look at it because it's not a how-to. It's not now do this, now do this. It's like, this is what I was doing. Now I do this. They're able to look at chapters and go, that's not going to apply to me. But these other 23 really do. And I'm going to take this up and I'm going to do this. But they say that the confidence is the number one thing that they take from it. And they appreciate the tough love because it's just a direct answer. I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. And we have a 49% repurchase rate. So someone who buys the business behind the blooms, yeah, 49% of the people who buy the business behind the blooms, we go, we do it. Um, we launch it, you know, once a year, 49% of those people will buy additional courses 
in the year because we have four we have four courses. So, so yeah, we got Biz Behind the Blues. We've got the power of pinning. What else do we have? We have Know Your Numbers. Okay. So that's um that one is knowyournumbers.education. Nice. And then we have a winning website, which is a winningwebsite.com. Love it. I love that you got a domain for each one. That's very cool. Absolutely. Very cool. I like that a lot. I, I would, I'd love to advise everybody that if you are going to buy a course, check for that service side, right? That's part of how I teach my, in my mm -hmm. course about the sales hourglass, right? Cause you got to get people in the funnel yeah. then through the funnel, then into the pyramid. Absolutely. So you, them so you have retention, resell, upsell, recommendation, referral. Those are the five pieces I put in there. And when we, we did a new course, it was never this brand new idea. It was this BBB students who said, I really want to know about Pinterest. Tell me about it. Like, how do you do it? What, how do you have 3 million views or whatever, monthly views? Like, how do you do that? And I was like, really? You want to know about that? Like, I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, it, or to sell. Like, that is just like misery to sell. But it's like, that's what they wanted. And 49% of them bought it, you know? So I just listened to them. That's the other thing. It's not about me. Like I genuinely want to teach these people. So what they need is what I'll teach them. Totally. And I think that's such a good piece of advice also. And that, that's how we've built everything as well. Like we chose Marketing Magic as our flagship course because I looked at what we were selling. So I've been running a, a small business consulting firm for almost 10 years now and yes. doing one-on-one -on -one with clients. We just kind of maxed bandwidth and uh, I was getting so many inquiries and people like our services were not as affordable as they had been when I was fresh and tiny. Um, and my passion was always to make it affordable that, that micro business owners could have that level of professional advice. Mm -hmm. If I could turn this into a course, let's see if anyone's going to want it. And we looked at what sold the most and like 70 plus percent of our clients came from marketing strategy. I said, that's the first thing we're going to do. Right. Everything we've built has been based on what is everyone asking? And in my course, you know, I tell them, okay, what do you guys want next? Do you want this? Do you want this? I'll build what you want. You tell me what you right. want. I'll build. Exactly. And everyone, guys, all of you, all of you, all of you, ask your people what they want, then build that. The, the businesses that come to me that struggle the most are the businesses that they first build it and then they look to see who wants it. That's not right. how it works. That's not how it works. Not Can't it works. do that. Never. You got to, you got to do what you know. You got to do what you know. And everybody knows something. There's, there's someone who honestly led you, I forget what the numbers were, but it was staggering, staggering makes so much money off of a little ebook, like a little PDF. And I don't mean little as in like belittling it. I just mean like, it's not that long. It's like a short PDF about making pie crust or something. You know what I mean? Like everyone knows something. It doesn't have to be marketing or business. Like it could be, you really know how to organize your kids clothes or something. You know what I mean? Like something that is a, a, a hack that makes someone else's life easier because someone out there is wondering, how do I make pie crust? really, really good. I don't know. Exactly. You know, and the so world just, is so big now. Like some, you can sell again, you can sell something big to a few people and you can sell something small to a ton of people. Absolutely. And as long as you work from the place of your strength, it, it just, it works. I, part of what I teach, so I do it as a, it's a visual, it's a flower. So the core is the seed and that's what comes from you, right? That's the light you want to shine. That's what you want to bring the world. And then that center of that flower, and there's like a whole teaching around it. Those are the people that STEM is what connects you. If you don't mm -hmm. connect, the whole thing doesn't work. There's right. a connection between what you're trying to bring to the world and a group of people who wants to buy it. Like that. Right, exactly. That's that's it. It's that's simple. Doing. Business so. is actually very simple. It's very simple. It's, an it's not easy. 
it's not easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it. But super simple. simple. Yeah, because you can boil it down as it business is an exchange of value for value. You have something valuable. Someone else will give you something valuable, i.e. money. Or some people always ask me, like, should I barter? I'm like, well, would you have bought that thing otherwise? Mm -hmm. Then it's worth money. Then it's the same thing. Why do you need the money? It's just a middleman. Right. <laughs> like, and if you weren't going to buy it, then why would you barter it? You didn't want it. Right. You know, and yeah. just, it's like so, ah, uh, we are going to talk forever. So Tell me now where you're at. So you've transitioned and I, and I love what you've done with it, by the way. I love how you, you're keeping the floral because that's how you bring your winners. Also, it sounds like how you stay in the industry and you stay current and you, you, you can keep learning and having, you know, the actual experience keep teaching from. Still get featured and still be asked by publications to give expert advice and everything. Because yeah, like that's, that's my audience. Any weddings, like, are you... I'm going to, I'm going to like be very frank again. Like, <laughs> that like if you're not doing anything, like, are you going to get rusty? I don't know. Like you're not doing the work anymore. I just taught a floral demonstration class that was, we do a few small classes throughout the year. We like for people to get like a dose of, um, my teaching style and everything. So I teach a demonstration once a year. And that costs money. It's an online demonstration. So that did very well this summer. Okay. I, Honora, yeah. so you still get to play with flowers a little bit. I hear it. It's just, it's in yeah. the context of teaching as opposed to service. It's also like riding a bike. I mean, you don't forget how to make a bouquet when you did it for many years. I hear that. I hear that. I'm thinking. Sure, practice is is wonderful, but you don't need. I mean, for me personally, like I I know how to make a bouquet. I'm I've never. I don't think I'm ever I'm not gonna know how to make it. Right. I feel like I'm putting myself in your shoes, and I feel like I'd be <laughs> nervous because I'm like I'm so transparent. I'm like I'd be nervous that like someone would find me out that I'm not doing it anymore. It'd be like it'd be like if you stopped podcasting, and. You stop talk like you stop talking about this, but then five years from now, somebody asked you a marketing question. You're still so going to know different. how to answer it. That's different. If I stopped podcasting, it's not. It's not. And I know podcasting, but I wasn't current. That would be my concern because then I wouldn't know the newest things. I'm not. I'm not trying to 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 attack you. You know that, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, we're good. Sorry. We're good. I think podcasting was the wrong word. I just mean like yeah. if you stop teaching marketing. Like you were like, I wouldn't, I'm, be current. I wouldn't be current, but you would still know. I would know the foundational principle. foundation of yes. That's and a bouquet sure. is the foundation of flowers. Like it's, Fair enough. you know what I mean? So that makes sense to me. And that I think is, is really valuable. It's the, it's the found, like, I might not know, like I fell out of the latest marketing stuff for a while when I was, I was a CIO for six and a half years. I wasn't doing any marketing for like five. If a new social media platform came up during that 10 years that you were out or something, you may not know that, I this, know the marketing for that, but you are still always going to know the foundation totally. of marketing. And a bouquet is the so foundation much. of floral design. That makes so much sense. I like yeah. that a lot. I like that a lot. It took me a minute to, to get it there, but that there it is. <laughs> no, I like that. That calms me down. Should I be you? <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, what's a current business struggle now with where you're at? So I have plenty of struggles. I have all kinds of struggles, but I, 
Definitely one of my strengths, what am I I'm a big believer in the strength finders and I don't hire anybody unless they take strength finders test. Um, but one of my top strengths is futuristic, which is great for a leader and it's great, but I am very, I'm always thinking six months ahead. We have, we're honestly this week, we have something on sale for like four, a four day period and we had a team meeting and Everyone on the team meeting is talking about like what we have to do in the next four days. And I interrupted the meeting at one point and I said, okay, listen guys in April. And they're like, Jessica, like, no, we don't, we're dealing with right now. And I'm like, I, I, but we, somebody needs to make this note because this needs to be done for April. And y'all know in April, I'm going to be thinking about October. So we just, somebody make a note and I have a hard time dealing with what needs to be done now because I'm, always thinking so far ahead but that is why you hire people who are have all different strengths and who are good at the now but I'm I'm not good at the now which also means I get a lot of ideas and so I have to really try to hone them in and oh, reel them in and everything and just do what's ask myself what it does this actually apply to the things that I want to be doing for sure it's going like to benefit that it's a very common entrepreneurial struggle. I feel like that yeah. is like entrepreneur of the visionary. I also, all the time, my assistant, just like you, like I hire like linear processors because I'm like, oh, write this idea down. And my assistant's like, Esty, we need yeah. to get back to these five leads today. And I'm like, yes, but I just wanted to tell you that I think we should switch the entire lead process. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yes, you and I are the same in that way, for sure. I also struggle with what you're working on right now with like a nutritionist and everything, being really tired at the end of the day. Like I like at four o'clock or four thirty, just like feeling unplugged and I'm not pregnant or anything. But I, you know, I think that there's a lot of energy that goes into your job and just really learning how to like properly fuel myself. I'm basically a kindergartner when it comes to that, nutrition and <laughs> how you do that. And so that's something that I honestly do think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with as well is just, am I taking care of myself while I'm grinding and doing this thing? Totally. I actually, yeah. one of my um, posts that went viral on LinkedIn, it, it kicked off. I think we reposted it to Instagram also recently. Um, it was basically why are entrepreneurs so abusive to themselves? Mm -hmm. If you ever worked a job where a boss ran you as hard as you run yourself, right. quit and say, yeah. Yeah, totally. absolutely <laughs> right. Wrong this guy. You know, like, if you went to your boss and uh, he said, okay, listen, SD, Jessica, I booked you in five hours straight of meetings. If you need the bathroom, it's too bad. If you need food, it's too bad. You'd right. be like, you totally sue. You'd go to HR, be like, that's psychopath. hundred percent. You know, I, I've done that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I hear you. We all have. We all have. Yes. And um, so, yeah, you do have to, and that's part of treating your business like a business. And putting up boundaries and really starting to, to say that it's not about working 18 hour days, 16 hour days, 14 hour, like give yourself some normal business hours and then get back to your life because you need it. Totally. Yeah. And, and you can make those choices, right? Like there are days that I'll still work sometimes, especially for like a big launch or something. I'll work till two in the morning. Yeah. But I'm not stuck in it going, I don't know how to stop. I know exactly how to stop. Exactly. You make exactly. Choices, but you should never. Yes. As a business, you should never feel forced. You should never be stuck in it. Right. You have to. Absolutely. Now, Absolutely. I worked with a nutritionist actually after my first kid was born. Um, so my diet of cookies for breakfast and 
cookies and banana for lunch and then a whole ton of food for dinner. Mm-hmm. It's not working for me. Right. My first kid, suddenly I didn't look the way I looked before I <laughs> first kid on the same diet. And I was like, and I remember going to the nutritionist and, and she's like, you can't have cookies for breakfast anymore. And I'm like, so I just need to explain something to you. I've spent the last 10 years or so having only cookies for breakfast. I don't have any clue what to eat if it's not a cookie. Right. No, what I like, I literally needed her to like, give me breakfast. I'm like, what, if it's not a cookie, with what is it? Side. What is it? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I actually know what's supposed to go here. So no, thank God I, I did that for a long time. And, and yeah, an accidental diet after my last kid. So no, I it's, totally but it's that. been so fascinating. Like you get this, like food is fuel. And if you can treat it, if you can start to shift your mindset to that, and it's not about being tasty, it's about fuel. It's amazing how much more beneficial you are at your job, how much better you are at it. Totally. For so, me, when I moved crazy. my business into an office, it made it so much easier. Like 100%. I still worked at home. So like I go down the hall and find something. Now I only, okay, I won't say I only take healthy food into my office. I only bring healthy food on most days. Right. Yeah. And I don't, except for chocolate, which is my drug of choice. Um, I don't have anything unhealthy in the office. So if I uh-huh. get free, there isn't anything here. Right. There are like nuts and dried fruit. There's regular fruit. There's water, like rice cakes sugar-free peanut butter. It's like, SD, if you want food, like this is what you got. Yeah, <laughs> totally. You. Totally. And that for me helps a lot. But I want to go back to the first struggle because I think it's so valuable because I think it is like part of that entrepreneurial personality to always have that vision and have those ideas. So what do you do to kind of handpick the ones that are worth pursuing and not chase after squirrels or go down rabbit holes that you don't want to end up out of? You know, it's so funny because I had these ideas even in, even last year that I was going towards. And it was, I definitely take time every November to just step away from my business and work on my business. Because you can't work on your business when you're in your business. And so I take that month to say what went well, what didn't go well, how can I make sure what didn't go well never happens again. What is my, go- I only look at things like a year at a time. Where do I want to live? What do we want to do? You know, what vacations do we want to take? Go ahead and mark off my calendar vacations and months that I want to take off or whatever those things are. But really what I realized this last November was all I want is to be the face, the voice. I have to be because it started. So I kind of got to stay with that. The face, the voice, the visionary and I want things that can scale. And if it doesn't scale, then I don't want to do it anymore. And so that's why I did six months of speaking engagements. And during like that fourth month, I was like, this doesn't scale. Like, what am I <laughs> doing? Why am I? There's one of me getting yeah. on planes and driving around. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have like a book yet to you know, for people to buy at the end. It's like, what am I doing? And so it just became very clear to me that anything that comes right, like I got an offer this morning to do something that once again, sounds great, but I'm like, I can't. So I just asked myself, can I scale that? Nope, I can't scale that. So it's a no. So you have to just make those boundaries, make them black and white and there's no gray. And it makes decision making a lot easier. If the goal is scale. So we had someone on the show a while ago, must've been episode in the twenties. Um, and she said her motto, very similar to yours is scale or bail. Yeah. Scale, scale or bail. I'm going to bail. That's yeah. 
and, mm-hmm. it, and if that's the goal so yeah everyone's got to have the goal that they they measure it on and like right. recently we transitioned you know like i was telling you from the one-on-one consulting to courses but i'm so committed to that one-on-one so i've been training strategists so that we with every course we actually offer a one-on-one consulting um option mm, yeah so it's i'm like it's kind of like consulting firm for the 21st century so instead of right. hire a team of seven people and pay them all to tell you the same thing you could learn in an online training so we're blending the online mm-hmm. training with the one-on-one um guidance that's awesome. Hearing that, yeah, it's insane. But for me, every time that opportunity comes my way, and it's like, oh, we want to work with you, and I hit the point where like there was literally no price tag I could put on my time that it wasn't full, which is yeah, insanely cool, uh huh, insane. Um, and and I had to stop. I, I do take like three to five clients a month now, and that's it. Very mm-hmm. very selective engagements, and otherwise everything's going through the company with the other strategist, and and it's so hard because each one I got to look at it and say exactly the same thing. Like I want to help this person. Right. This person and that person and that person and that person. And what am I supposed to do? Run a lottery? Like, how do I choose? Right. Absolutely. How do you choose that opportunity? It's like, no, my vision is I I see that there's so many people who need this. Exactly what I'm doing. I don't see anyone else doing it quite this way. And there are more people than I can ever speak to in a year. Right. That's your choice, Esty. Are are you going to, which rabbit hole are you going to go down? Yeah. Where are you going to leverage your time? What's your goal? My goal is I want to help a million people in the next five years. Do it. Yeah earn buckets of money and still have a life. If I'm going to do that, it's not going to be talking to each one of them. Individually. Exactly. Exactly. That was the thing too. We were doing, I was doing one-on-one mentoring and I realized. That doesn't scale. It doesn't. Well, it's just, there's, there's a list, a laundry list of people who want in and I can only do so many a day. And when you do that many, you are exhausted. Yeah. You're exhausted. And I also realized they all had the exact same questions. Yes. So you're just repeating yourself. So I was like. Online training. Yeah. So it was like, okay, this, this just makes more sense. Like it's just a smarter decision. So yeah. yeah. And that's what I do now. Even my private clients, I put them through at least pieces of the online training. Cause I'm like, listen, I love you. You want to leverage our time. Just watch module two of this course. Right. We'll just solve it together, but I don't have to explain it to you. Right. Day. I started Absolutely. before that. I would do like mini trainings to give my clients homework. I realized at the end of a bunch of my meetings, I would give them like, okay, here's what I need you to do for homework for the next meeting. And then I'm like, why am I spending my time on this? I recorded the homeworks. I recorded little videos to go with the worksheets. And I would say, okay, I'm going to have my assistant send you your homework. And the homework comes with a little video training. Yeah. And I don't have to repeat myself again. Magic. Yes. Look at yes. that. <laughs> you know, but no, 100%. And that takes us back to your saying about the, have you ever researched chronotypes? Did you read the book when? Dan no. Daniel Pink. So I'm a big believer in chronotypes, which is kind of your... It's how your body interacts with time. Everyone has their high and low energies. Um, he talks about more than just that in the book. It's, it's, I really like it. And uh, I've always been a big fan of chronotypes, like a night person, morning person. Most people have a low mid-afternoon and it's a matter of, yeah, it is food. It is fuel, 100%. It's also a matter of getting to know your body and your type. I know that I have a low. It's around three or four, depending on if the clock's changed or not. My body literally has a low the exact same time of day and it's not a clock thing because when the clock right. is a different time of day. Right. Uh, so, and, and you just get to know yourself. So I don't plan any intense activities for that time. Like I saw when I was scheduling clients then, I'd be like yawning and I'm not. Like I don't ever get bored when I'm Right, totally, same. And, and so I, don't, I won't book a client during that low time because I just know like that's a time I need to do only certain kinds of work or just take a break. Um, right. And that's working with yourself. It's, it's very cool stuff. Totally yeah. recommend it. Yeah. Okay, on that note. 
where should people go to find you, to check you out, to learn more about your courses? You can go to ZimmermanEvents.com. Awesome. That, that's pretty simple. I like Perfect. that. Perfect. Yes. Take them to ZimmermanEvents.com. Guys, you really should check Jessica out. Um, she survived my grilling. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> totally didn't mean it like that. Um, so Jessica, I like to kind of surprise my guests at the end. And I know I didn't warn you about this. I'm never listening to this podcast, by the way. Never listening to it. Never. Never. You <laughs> won't even publish it. Um, for a quote. For a quote. A quote. It doesn't have to be a favorite one of all time, but it can be. I love quotes. Oh. I love like kind of wrapping things up with a quote. I love, um, it's by Jay-Z. Okay. Um, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. <laughs> that was a really bad one. Um, I actually like that a lot. Like that's a personal brand right there. Yeah. I'm not I'm a businessman. Business I'm, I'm a business man. Yeah. And we, I like that a lot. We, um, we share the same initials. So, you know, I like, I like me some Jay-Z. Um, I like that. I, my biggest thing is I always say, go with your gut. Go with your gut. Your gut's never going to steer you wrong. So go with your gut. I love that. Those are two amazing quotes. Thank you. You're welcome. Awesome. Guys, you all know someone who's a florist. I know you do, because I do. I'm going to share this episode with them. And I think you should too, because you need to share the love. So I know you're subscribed. So just, you know, make sure some weird chance you're not, or if someone shared this amazing episode with you, now you do need to subscribe because you know, there's more amazing stuff coming. And share this with someone else in a creative industry, especially if they're in the floral industry. They've got to learn this. They've got to learn about Jessica. They've got to learn about the business that goes behind the business. So just send them to iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or anywhere. It's episode 77. Or they can just go to sdran.com slash 77. You see the show notes, the links to find Jessica at Zimmerman Events. And we will catch you next week. Jessica, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?